Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me on the air drums, which you could see if you're watching a live video, is Charles Chuck Too Tall Stuck Thompson. That's right. And in case you're not watching a live video because you haven't joined our Patreon for whatever reason, I mean... Probably because you're not as cool as the ones that are in the Patreon. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool people in there now. So either get with the cool crowd or you, you can watch the video if you want to on YouTube. We mm-hmm. post all the videos on YouTubes. That's an old, old, archaic digital streaming platform system mm-hmm. that not many people know about these days anymore. It's at least the kids. It's When I was a kid, when I was a young warthog. That's what, I was think, that's what I always think of, the Lion King, that's, when I was a kid. That's not where my mind went, but I'm glad that you could do that for I us. I really want to yeah. put that out, but I can't right yeah. now. Um, but when I was a kid, YouTube was cool. Yeah. I don't know if it is anymore. but It's, it's cool for the old people, I think. We still watch things on there. Um, if you want to see our beautiful faces on the YouTubes, go check it out. Yeah, subscribe on YouTube. I'll put a link in the show notes. We're supposed to start telling people about YouTube. So we have now fulfilled that part of our contract. We are telling people about YouTube. Go to our channel because there's lots and lots of videos on 60 videos released in the last 30 days are the most recent numbers I've received from the John King. So make mm-hmm. sure that you guys go there. Um, just to, I was young. What? Just to tell everyone that warning, if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, Charles has got all kinds of broken up teeth in there. We've been in Tennessee for a long time now. And Charles has got all kinds of broken teeth in his mouth right now, yeah. just falling apart, falling apart. And <laughs> he is getting those extracted tomorrow. But mm. today, we're still dealing with a Charles that might otherwise sound hammered drunk. I will assure you, he's not hammered drunk. I just went to a Mexican restaurant with him and you didn't have a one margarita or corona while we were there i didn't have two or three not not even a two of them yeah no so if if you are (laughs) (laughs) the gifts wow the gifts in the private discord it makes it worth it it's as little as five bucks a month to watch the gifts in the private discord everyone so if you hear charles having a bit of a weird thing going on with his mouth sometime it tends to occur about 15 minutes into the episode um that's why well, that's about when the aura gel wears off. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what happened, folks. Listen. Um, so I was eating popcorn. Uh, it'll be a week ago tomorrow. And this is something me and the lady like to do. We like to go to movies. We don't even really care about the movie. We care about the popcorn. Because I tell you what, I can conjure up some amazing popcorn. <laughs> I take the popcorn they give you, and I do a little bit of butter, sprinkle a little, little bit of butter. Yeah, okay. A little bit of popcorn salad on it, and it tastes amazing. Okay, and that's, what our, that's our, one of our favorite things to do. 
and we sit in the, the nice theater. There's no one in there anymore. You can relax and lay back, and we just have a good time. And apparently, I had a weak tooth, unbeknownst to me, um, that uh, cracked on a popcorn kernel. It mm. broke. Mm. It actually broke, actually. Yeah. And uh, I, I went to bite down, and I was like, my part of my tooth is gone. That's not good. And it turns out that I still, I only have, I have two out of my four wisdom teeth left over that they didn't take out when I was when I was a young warthog. Yes. And uh, this one on this side uh, is growing in sideways and has apparently is butting up against my molar back there, which uh, which has weakened that tooth, and that's why it more than likely why it broke on the popcorn kernel. Although I, let, let me tell you something, you guys heard this here first. Popcorn is the number one breaker of teeth. By the way, is it? So I broke mine on a chip at a Mexican restaurant a while back. Hmm. Yeah, those will do it too. So stay so, away from those, obviously. Honestly, uh, I'm against death and I'm against broken teeth. I, I don't like either one yeah. of those things for anybody. Only mashed potatoes and soup for us moving mm. forward. That's all we can handle. I'm now on a juice cleanse. Yeah, that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah, that's, I've been, uh, I got my nice blender out and I've been blending carrots. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a few good stories in here Pickle today. Juice. I pulled a couple things uh, from Reason because Reason just uh, got out a lot of what I was really wanting to say. So we have a couple things uh, that are going to Reason.com here. The, the big news today on the COVID front, I don't know if you guys heard, but we are now pausing the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Now, this is going to be an interesting conversation, and this is yet again a good example of how to just use, uh, it's important to just have a unifying principle that you're talking about all the time. So when we talk about vaccines, some people that listen to the podcast, and I know a lot of them and they're great people, um, some people might not like vaccines very much. They might think that they're bad things. We happen to be in the crowd of vaccines are a net benefit to the health of our society. So we are they have coming, been historically. They, it seems like they've been a net benefit of the health to our society. I happen to uh, support being vaccinated things that are more dangerous than not being vaccinated for things. So that that's where I come down. Now, I'm not vaccinated for COVID. And Charles, I don't want to give out your medical information. Not yet. No, not also not vaccinated, but I'm not I'm not against get I'm not going to I'm not going to try really hard to not do it. I'm just it's not a priority in my life. It's like going to the DMV for something. It's like going to it's like going to get my tags renewed on my car or something like that. Like I don't mm. care enough to to really go do it. And so it's not that I'm totally against it. It's just that I haven't done it. Now, we can be against mandatory vaccination, which we would be. We can be against any kind of mandated vaccine passports or anything like that. But we can also be for people's right to get a medication or a vaccine that exists. And we can say that that vaccine does more good than it does harm. And you could do both of those things simultaneously. You could be against any type of mandatory vaccine or any type of mandates related to it whatsoever. And you could also be in favor of the vaccine existing and people getting it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy idea. Let it, that sounds to have both of those things going on. Sounds time. unreasonable. Honestly. It's not reasonable at all. So anyway, I'll read you the story real quick and we'll talk about some of the numbers because the numbers are it. 
this is one of the least sense-making things that I've ever, that I, I really hope, the only positive that can come out of this is that hopefully a lot of people will see how much harm the CDC and the FDA actually do when they do this with medications constantly. So from Reason.com, the FDA's decision to pause J&J vaccination will kill people. That is a nice headline right there if I ever saw one. All right. From what I can tell, it's being blocked on a lot of social media platforms because where I posted it, it's had like three people saw it so far because it's got the words vaccination and kill people in the headline. And so it's it's being blocked anywhere I've posted it so far. So the CDC and the FDA issued a statement today recommending the pause in the use of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. The agencies took this step, quote, out of an abundance of caution. There's a very important quote right there. An abundance of caution. Based on six cases of a rare blood clot disorder in people who have been inoculated with the one-dose vaccine. There have been six cases out of 6.8 million people who have already been inoculated with the vaccine. The blood clot incidents all occurred in women between the ages of 18 and 48. I don't even know what that statement means. (laughs) Those odds amount to one in 1.13 million people having blood clots. One woman, uh, from what I could find, one person did die. From this, and I believe a, a second was was pretty was pretty serious. One point one, yeah, one in one point one three million chance of this happening, which is comparable to your annual chances of being struck by lightning, which is one in one point two two million. Mm. All right, now let's try while we're talking about this to remove any uh, preconceived ideas and biases about being for or against vaccination or for or against mandatory vaccination or anything like that. And just think about the numbers here for a minute that we actually have the actual numbers that we have in front of us, uh, for comparison, the November, 2020 meta-analysis in the Lancet found that more than one in five COVID-19 patients experienced a venous thromboembolism. Thromboembolism. <laughs> I know that one. A venous, so an, uh, in your vein. <laughs> what's the what's the a um, thromboembolism? Thromboembolism. Thank you. Yeah, I heard House say that a couple times. Yeah, that is blood clots in their veins. In addition, the risk of blood clots from taking oral contraceptives is one in one thousand. So let's the risk of blood clots from taking oral contraceptives. If I don't know if anyone takes those, it's probably pretty popular, is one in 1,000. Another name for that, by the way, in case you didn't know, is birth control. Birth control. Yes, birth control. By mouth. So if anyone takes that, um, it's for men and women, you know, who (laughs) don't want to gender it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But one in 1,000 risk of developing blood clots from birth control. One in 1.13 million risk thus far out of a pretty big pool of people who have taken this vaccine Mm. that have developed this. I'm just trying to figure out if the numbers are going to make any sense here. A March 2021 study in Science reports that more than 70% of new COVID-19 infections have been driven by Americans between the ages of 20 and 49. The faster that people in that age group get vaccinated, the less likely it is that other Americans who remain unvaccinated or immunocompromised will become infected. Unfortunately, many states have declared that they are following the pause recommendation from these federal agencies. 
Officials in the Biden White House have declared that the pause in the rollout of the J&J vaccine, quote, will not have a significant impact on our vaccination plan. The New York Times notes. Are we up to a million a day yet? Uh, We are over that. I think they hit two million in in a day. I'm pretty sure. Whoa. The New York Times notes, however, that instead of being able to deliver enough doses by the end of May to cover 260 million, by the end of May, it'll be 230 million. So 30 million less people vaccinated by that time. Okay, so <clears throat> let me go through some of this just a little bit. You know, a lot of this, a lot of this other stuff doesn't doesn't really matter too much. What matters here, what I can what I can figure out are the actual numbers behind this, and I can't figure out how they're going to make this make sense to people because I'm seeing people on all sides of the aisle talk about how stupid this is. You get people on the left coming out talking about how the vaccine is more safe than not having the vaccine, and people on the right talking about how the FDA and the CDC are, you know, terrible organizations and all that. And so people are coming together. So that's the only good thing that I can find from the whole thing is that people are grouping together and saying that this is a terrible idea mm-hmm. because it, it just makes no sense whatsoever. What I could tell you is uh, 13% of the people in the United States have had coronavirus. They've been infected. They've been, they've been infected with the Rona. Mm-hmm. 13% of the people. There's a 1.8% death rate in those people of, the, of those 13%. Using the 1.8% death rate, if 7 million people, that's how many people got the vaccination from Johnson & Johnson, by the way. If 7 million people got COVID, that would statistically result in 122,000 deaths. So someone, if you could do the math on this for me real quick, if 7 million people got COVID, that would statistically result in about 122,000 deaths. 7 million people got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and six people have developed a rare blood, cr- blood clot disorder and I think one person has died. And the CDC is jumping out, pausing the vaccination. I mean... I wonder what their stock did. This is insane. They gapped down a bunch and then they've just been shooting up all day since then, but they gapped down pretty big <laughs> today. They were only down about one and a half, one and a half percent, something like that. And so... There's a big overarching problem here with what the FDA does constantly. We've talked about this a lot. Remember that quote from the beginning where it said, out of an abundance of caution, we are going to be pausing this. And that is how they operate because their only incentive, see, if they approve the vaccination and anyone dies from it at all, then that makes them look bad. And it's actually better for them to not have the vaccination and people dying from a virus that's out there than for them to approve something and that thing end up killing anyone. Now, it, then it's not their fault. Because then it's not, exactly, it's not their fault. It's insane. And, and uh, Stone Steve Cold Austin just posted in here, that is a 0.00017-4286 death rate. It's pretty low. Now, Say what you will about COVID. We talk about the statistics all the time, but it's it is it is readily apparent, clearly obvious right here that not vaccinating those people, if they assuming they are going to get vaccinated, that that many less people being vaccinated and a percentage of them contract COVID and a percentage of them die, that a lot more people are going to die from this than what would have possibly died from the J&J vaccine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut in here and tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. You've heard us talk about them before. It's Charlie's favorite app, BetterHelp. 
You can go to BetterHelp.com or you can download the app. BetterHelp is this great app that pairs you with a licensed therapist. So it's therapy over your phone, all right? If you are having a tough time getting by right now, maybe you're dealing with anxiety, maybe you're just not as happy as you think you should be, maybe you're not finding the meaning in life. You know, we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Maybe you're not finding that meaning in your life that you think that you should be. If you're dealing with anxiety, with depression, with relationship problems, BetterHelp has got a licensed therapist for you. It's super simple. You just go to the website, betterhelp.com slash GML, and that's going to give you 10% off your first month, by the way. So you go to betterhelp.com slash GML. You make an account. They ask you some questions about yourself some preferential questions, and they're going to pair you with a therapist that they think will work best for you. If you don't want that therapist, that's fine. You just pick another one, okay? It's safe. It's secure. It's a way to actually talk to a therapist without having to go into the office much cheaper than going into the office, by the way. Listen, taking care of your brain, of your mental health, is super important. I don't know if you know this, but your brain controls everything that you do. Okay, so maybe it would help you to be talking to someone about it. You can message through the app. You can do video call. You can do voice calls. All kinds of stuff with the BetterHelp app. So go get that app. Make sure you sign up through betterhelp.com GML to get that 10% off your first month. You tell them we said, hey... I mean, we could do the math just on the account of by the end of May, we were supposed to have 260 million. Now we're only going to have 230 million. So what's 13% of 30 million? That's about three and a half million, roughly 3.4 million. And then what's 1.8% of 3.4 million? Can someone get 30,000? Abdul, can I get a number crunch on this? Let me see here. Um, 3,000. Let me see. So literally, this this right here is directly going to kill about 3,000 people. Assuming they would have been vaccinated and they're still going to go out in public and well, do I'm things like that. I'm just taking like their that. numbers. Yeah, they were going to have 260. So if, if 13% of the people of the 30 million get coronavirus and 1.8% yeah. of those people die, yeah, we're That's, looking at 3,000 deaths by pausing the vaccine. Why can't they do this math? Why? What are they doing? Yeah. My question is, what the heck are they doing right now? We're supposed to... I think what happened, somebody at J&J pissed somebody yeah. off or someone bought some stock in Pfizer. Yeah. Someone's over there. What's PFE doing today? I don't, I don't know what they're probably up today. I would guess mm. um, it, it, this makes no statistical sense whatsoever. It will easily result in more people being dead in the long run. And even if, even if it's 2000 people, those are, those are 2000 people right there. Okay. And how do we know that it's not a combination of like maybe the vaccine and birth control? Like, yeah. Are all these women on birth control? Because it only happened in women ages 18 to 48. Um, so what, what, I mean, what else were they on? What else were they doing? And that's, I was talking to Lacey about this last night. Uh, when you have millions of people take a medication, a percentage of them are going to die the next day because they were going to die the next day anyway. Mm-hmm. Like when you have millions of people, they were going to die the next, one of them was going to die the next day or the next week, or the next month. They were already going to die when you have a pool of millions of not people. Not that we want them to. No, I don't. That's not, that's not what I'm going to say. There just, you go. Exactly. Just to be clear. If it could save even one life. <laughs> and this is what they do. They, they don't do the math. They only focus on one thing. And they're like, we're going to stop people from dying from the J&J vaccine. 
and we will have succeeded in our goal of stopping people from dying from the J&J vaccine. Mm-hmm. And don't pay attention to the 3,000 other people that might die because we wouldn't let them get the J&J vaccine. Don't pay attention to that. We stopped people from dying from the J&J vaccine. And this has been the whole story for the last year now. Yeah. It's literally what the government does all the time. Yeah, people should be allowed to, to you know, Johnson & Johnson, I think, should have to release the fact that six people have developed blood clots and whatever. You should know the risk. Your doctor should know the risk. And if you still want to take it, you can. That's the other. There's the freedom to because, take the vaccine if you want. Right. Because uh, obviously 6.8 million people have taken it and haven't had a, a, anything wrong. Yeah. Nothing's happened. In fact, the shot that I want to get was the Johnson & Johnson one. Because <laughs> it's a one, one and done. Because it's one and done. Yeah. Now, I think Johnson Johnson is the old school. Uh, it's not mRNA. I'm pretty sure the mRNAs are doing okay. This is an old school vaccine. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing some reading on that earlier, but I I don't know. The, it makes me think, do you feel like reading anything, by the way, Charlie? Do you want me to read? I'll try. Okay. Um, it It's hard to not have your, cons- we'll go to conspiracy corner for a minute. It's hard to not have your conspiracy brain start working on this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that's, it's really difficult because then, and I'm not saying this is the case, but let's just think for a minute. Let's just, let's just entertain our wildest conspiracy theories. What's this uh, next story here, Charles? All right. This coming from Reuters, South African variant may evade protection from Pfizer vaccine. Israeli study says the coronavirus variant discovered in South Africa may evade the protection provided by Pfizer bio, uh, COVID-19 vaccine to some extent. A real-world data study in Israel found. Though its prevalence in the country is very low and the research has not been peer-reviewed. The study released ahead of peer review on the MedRxIV website on Friday compared almost 400 people who had tested positive for COVID-19 14 days or more after they received one or two doses of the vaccine against the same number of unvaccinated patients with the disease. The South African variant B1351 was found to make up about 1% of all COVID-19 cases across all the people studied, according to the study by Tel Aviv University and Israel's largest healthcare provider, Klalit. Klalit. This suggests the vaccine is less effective against the South African variant compared with the original coronavirus and a variant first identified in Britain that has come to compromise nearly all COVID-19 cases in Israel the researchers said. So pandemic number two. There there you go. You see how my conspiracy brain starts working mm. on this kind of stuff? So they they block one of the vaccines. And then an, uh, on the same day or the day before, you're also getting news stories that the other vaccine. Now, I know there's the Moderna also, and I haven't seen studies on the Moderna vaccine. But another very popular vaccine from Pfizer doesn't protect as well against the variants. And so now you're getting nice and ripe for pandemic two. Mm-hmm. We can just keep this going forever. This validates everything Dr. Fauci was saying to Dr. Paul in Congress that we don't know if it protects against the variants. So you have to keep wearing your mask. We have to make sure we don't go out to restaurants and go in big events and things like that because we don't know what's going to happen with the variants. And so now somehow we pause one vaccine and then also release studies that say the other vaccine doesn't work very well against the variants. It's just, it's just kind of crazy to me. 
I don't so, know. So now we all have to go on lockdown again. Yeah. Because they can do it. You got to go on lockdown. But, but okay, let's let's take that all the way down, though. What's the end goal? What's If we're going to put our conspiracy hat on mm-hmm. for a second, why would they want to do this? Well, just look at all the nice things we're getting sent through Congress. Look at all these nice bills that are happening. Look at all this great spending that's that's happening all over the place. We're working on our Green New Deal and the new package. We're sending out stimulus checks, getting people f- just warmed up to the idea of a UBI. We're, we're making all these massive changes to our infrastructure, our racist infrastructure that we have. Mm-hmm. And why would you not want to keep this going? Why, why, would you, why would you want to end the pandemic if you were, in the, if you were on the left and you were, working, you were working down your political sheet of how you could achieve government control socialism, communism, leftism, whatever you want to call it-ism, why would you want... The, va- the, the vaccines working and the pandemic ending would mean an end to achieving all of your policy goals. So there's clear reason for a lot of people to not want this to end. In my conspiratorial opinion, just saying. I can see that. I'm I not could. saying that's what's happening. Right. I'm just saying if... I were a conspiracy theorist, I would go down that road. If I were Alex Jones. Yeah, then that's what, what I would I say. Could say. Yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah, but I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I don't, know what, uh, I don't know what you guys think about that, but it seems to make sense to me on the conspiratorial part. Todd makes a good point. Fear is a strong political weapon. It is. And you can see that throughout history. There's always you know, fear. You go back to you know, World War II and, and putting Japanese people in internment camps. There's fear. Mm-hmm. Right, I go back and list all kinds of things. It's it's always fear. There's fear of not being financially secure when you're at older age. Fear of not being able to pay your medical bills. Mm-hmm. Fear of there not being a good school in your location. If you're in a poor area, there's a there. It's all fear. All these things are based off of fear mm-hmm. all the time. So why would you not want to keep the fear as high as possible? So any anyhow anyhow. Um, the other thing that happened, we talked briefly about the police shooting that occurred up in Minnesota. Um, the guy's name was Dante Wright. Crazy instance happened. I mean, it, it legitimately looks like the officer who shot him thought that she was holding a taser when she shot him, which is terrible and tragic. And uh, I mean, it's, it's just awful. And so... Reason did another good piece on this. And because I was thinking about what do we do to try and stop this? What's an actual thing that we could actually do to stop this? And so I was like, okay, well, Reason just put out this article. And what really happens is we, what, what we're really fixing is we need to reduce the instances, the encounters that people have with police. Like that is, that's really one of the only things that we can do. And the only way to decrease the amount of encounters we have with police is to, reduce the amount of things that make you a criminal. That would be one of the only things. Absolutely ridiculous things that can make you a criminal. So for reason, over-criminalization killed Dante Wright. When a cop killed a man in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota yesterday, the officer had reportedly pulled him over for hanging air fresheners on his rear view mirror. For hanging (laughs) air fresheners on his rear view mirror. Before you yell about that too much, that has an asterisk next to it because they corrected it. He had expired license plates. That is what his he told his mom while he was on the phone with her that they were pulling him over because of the air fresheners. The official story is that his plates were expired. 
So that doesn't make it right, doesn't make anything okay, but that they did put an asterisk next to that and a correction saying that this is the official reason that he was pulled over. Now, what they'll go with in the media is they'll go with the air fresheners thing because a, a black person can't even hang air fresheners in their rearview mirror without getting killed by the police. That sounds way better if I you're see. trying to make that argument than, uh, than you can't have expired license plates or warrants for your arrest, which was also the case mm -hmm. uh, because the air fresheners thing sounds way better. So... Um, <clears throat> any, anyhow, although, yeah. although there is a video of a cop who does a great job explaining of all the violations that you take, that you have on a daily basis that can allow them to pull you over. It's a lot. And, and why do they have all those violations? Why do you think? So they can try and find the, a reason to search you. So they yes, can try and exactly. find a reason to find you. Yes. That, that is why there are so many little things. And yes, it is in a lot of places. It's illegal to have a lot of things hanging from your rear view mirror, which I think in Minnesota it is actually. Uh, so that is a thing I've worried about putting, you know, we've all got a, a, for a while, had a billion masks hanging from our rearview mirror. You walk through a parking lot and that's what you see these days. I can't stand things hanging right there. It drives, drives me insane. But, uh, but anyhow, um, they said it was an important reminder of the ill effects. And I agree. Of <clears throat> Sorry, I agree with the live group, but you know, expired tags. Look, why do we have to register our vehicles every single year, except for that it's a check for the government? Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to argue about registration and we should have registration, like, okay, well, let's register our cars once. Why do they have to do it every single year? It's a yearly, it's a yearly theft. I is, once went is like all it is. four years without renewing yeah. my tax. I went to, I went two and a half years and ended up, I went into the DMV and um, I went to pay it. And she's like, you know, it'd be way cheaper if you just get new plates for your car. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll do that. So it was like $35. And she's like, you know, yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, you don't have to pay all the late fees. Yeah. I was like, oh, that sounds good to me. Let's get new registration. <clears throat> Dante Wright, 20, died after the officer allegedly mistook her gun for a taser, according to Brooklyn Center Police Chief Tim Gannon. After pulling Wright over for violating Minnesota law, they're still going with the hanging objects. That's not exactly what it was. Um, they did try to detain him because he had warrants out. And we'll talk about the warrants here in a minute because it had to do with possession of a handgun. Mm, hate it when mm. people in America have guns. Wright re-entered his car. So when they tried to arrest him, he did try to get free and get in his car. She goes, taser, 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 and then shoots him with a gun. And then she said, holy S word, I shot him. Okay. So although Gannon, as a police chief, did not specify what the warrant pertained to, I, I looked it up. The only thing I could find was that there was a weapons charge, had something to do with a Ruger pistol, uh, the automatic 100 clip Ruger pistol, probably something like that. Without yeah, a level. With like a stabilizer, all, all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was probably pretty crazy. Uh, the New York Times reports Wright failed to show up for court appearance on two misdemeanor charges, one for carrying a pistol without a permit and the other for fleeing officers last summer, probably when they were trying to get him for carrying a pistol without a permit. Mm-hmm. Um, he had also taken, there were pictures on social media, him holding up a bunch of money. I saw things he was holding up like some weed or something like that. And so this goes along with the article here, overcriminalization is what led to this. But one topic that still hasn't received enough attention is the consequences of overcriminalization. Police accountability, training, and transparency are certainly important. If an officer cannot distinguish between a firearm and a taser, we have a problem. But it's also a problem that cops could pull right over for this reason in the first place. Eric Garner, one of the most publicized victims of police brutality, died after a former New York City police officer choked him for the crime of selling loose cigarettes. 
Other victims aren't as well known, like Ramon Lopez, who died after Phoenix police officers chased, tackled, and pinned him on searing hot asphalt because someone had called 911 to report him for loitering in a parking lot, jumping around, looking at people's cars, and wearing ripped pants. Mm. That That's fashion crime, but, you know... <laughs> I don't know. No. Serious criminal justice reform should include an effort to criminalize fewer things or decriminalize a lot of things. You could say it either way. We need to slash away the laws that make virtually everyone a criminal and it'll lead to many unpleasant and sometimes deadly confrontations with law enforcement. Dante Wright might still be alive today had he not dared to hang air freshener. They're still talking about the air freshener thing. According to the New York Times, the warrant against Wright was because he failed to turn up and had a Ruger 45 pistol without a permit. Hmm. So we could talk about gun laws, okay? We could talk about the fact that you have to register your car every single year. You got to pay a registration fee every single year. We could talk about whether or not fleeing officers, if that had anything to do with the gun laws, if it had anything to do with drug crimes. I don't know if it did. I'm not saying it did. Just, I'm just, just saying. But now you guys think that I'm saying that, but I'm not saying that. All right. Um, these, this is all over-criminalization, and it leads to what is reported as 375 million interactions with police officers every single year. Now, most of those are traffic violations. Most of it's speeding. That's, that's pretty much what the bulk of it is. Um, but out of the 375 million interactions, about 253 black people killed by police, according to the Washington Post. That is a very low percentage, by the way. That's 0.000006% of police interactions resulting in the death of uh, of a black person, but you could reduce that by not having 375 million police interactions. Exactly. That's the whole point. Yeah. They're if you actually want to <clears throat> invoke some kind of change, the you know, not saying that training and those things aren't important, like the article said, not saying that those things wouldn't help reduce, uh, you know, execution in the streets, so to speak, but you just reduce the interactions. The cop doesn't need to pull you over for every single little tiny thing. It's just absolutely insane that this happens. And you were right earlier in saying that they have all these traffic, a lot of these traffic rules, a lot of these things are to start the process of the search, to start the process of the fine. This is, you know, what people are actually mad about right here is an overarching, tyrannical government that has way too many laws that leads to way too many interactions with the government's enforcement arm for all of their laws that don't need to exist. Obviously, a lot of them do need to exist. You take the liberties away from another person, there need to be laws about that. We could have a good debate about registration on license plates. Um, yearly is ridiculous. I think some states have less than yearly, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yearly is, it's obviously just a tax. That's, that's it's, all a, it is. it's a tax on your car. Mm -hmm. That's really all it is. Um, my argument always from the libertarian standpoint is if we have private roads, we would still have registration and plates and things like that for our cars, but it would be way easier to take care of. <clears throat> it probably would be cheaper. Uh, it wouldn't be every single year. might be a one-time thing. Um, <clears throat> it'd be an overall much better way to deal with it. But I don't, what I always say when it, in response to libertarians here is let's not act like if we have privatized roads that you wouldn't have to have a driver's license or registration on your car. The people who own the roads would still decide that you needed to have some type of a permit to drive on them. And people who own parking lots have 
sometimes require a permit to park in their parking lot. Yeah. At your job. Yeah, exactly. That happens sometimes. Yeah. People who own private concrete and asphalt require <laughs> permits for you to use their yeah. concrete and asphalt all the time. There's lines on it. Yeah. A lot of lines <laughs> on that asphalt. Yeah. Which which you should. I mean, they bought land and they're allowing you to use that land and then so that's a and that's okay. But and so when it comes to registration thing, my main thing is the yearly fee, and a lot of times it's an insane fee. Is it in Illinois? Is it one hundred and thirty-five dollars now? I think. Yeah, something ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. Vehicle registration is racist. I think it is too. It is. Re- re- registration tags are racist. That's I, what I come. That's what I am figuring out. Here. I holy chili con queso concur. Two hundred and eighty-nine dollars, Daisy. Would you drive a semi? Where do you live? <laughs> Lord. Is that, oh, that's, she's in California, <clears throat> isn't it? Yeah. Woo. Wow. Holy crap. <clears throat> I paid, uh, I think I paid 60 this year because I have personalized plates with that there Gadsden flag on it here in Tennessee. Mm. So it's like 60, I'm pretty sure for that. Maybe it was 80. 35 or 40, I can't remember <clears throat> what I paid. And the funny part about having the Gadsden flag on your plates is the extra money goes to the national parks or state parks, which is funny because it's like a libertarian small government yeah. thing that you would have <laughs> and your extra money you pay goes to state parks nice but i voluntarily decided to pay it so mm-hmm. it's fine i like you, that yellow li- yellow license plate mm-hmm. you wanted yellow <laughs> on your car yeah um so that is you know every, every time we talk about these things um we always have to get down to the bottom of what the actual problem is you know we, we can talk about we'll make sure that this cop isn't racist or something like that something that you'll never be able to do was this lady racist? I have no idea whether or not she was. You're not going to do anything about that. There's no there's no r- racist test that people are going to pass and they won't be able to become a police officer. All you can do is when you give people for the the authorization to use force over you and you give them a gun and a taser, hopefully will be in nice separated designated areas, you have to make sure that they're not enforcing way too many laws we've been saying this for a year that you could probably reduce 95 percent of the books that the cops are trying to enforce all the time mm-hmm. the books the law book that they're trying to enforce all the time and you would reduce so many of these unnecessary deaths you'd actually see a real change <clears throat> in the yeah. numbers an actual change mm-hmm. like a real thing that would actually lead to less people dying which as we've learned today is not really the goal from what i can tell it's not, it's not really what the government works towards. No, they want more laws. Yeah, more laws. That'll fix the problem. More, more regulations. More interactions. Let's talk about your mask. This person had a fake vaccine passport. Arrest them. You know, we're coming up with more laws all the time. We're not going in the right direction right now. So anyhow, um, I did want to end with a good, mostly good piece here at the, uh, at the end here, Charles. You got to go for it. This is all. You want me to do it? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. From my throat needs cleared. Hold on now. <clears throat> what the heck? Mm-mm, clearing the throat. I got a frog in my throat. <clears> U.S. <throat> to withdraw all troops from Afghanistan by September 11th of 2021, the 20-year anniversary. I hope that sheds some light on the fact that we've been in Afghanistan for freaking 20 years. <laughs> or however long. It's not in Afghanistan for that long, I don't think. If we, I don't know when we actually started moving over there, but 20 years since 9-11. Lord, that is a long time. Can I get a good Lord on that one? From AP News. Good Lord. 
President Joe Biden will withdraw all troops from Afghanistan by September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks on America that were coordinated from that country, U.S. officials said Tuesday. The decision defies, now this is the bad part of it, but they, they framed it as a good part, defies a May 1st deadline for the full withdrawal under a peace agreement the Trump administration reached with the Taliban last year. That's a, you know, we talked a little bit about this. I honestly, let's, uh, let's remove everything that happened, you know, since January or anything like that. But before that, Trump, Nobel Peace Prize running, honestly, a mm-hmm. lot more deserved than a lot of other people who have received Nobel Peace Prizes. Yeah. To tell you the truth, just to be 100% honest. Like Obama? Like Obama. <laughs> you had, did nothing except for just bomb seven countries after, yeah. after receiving the Nobel Peace At Prize. At the same time. Yeah, so not that he, not that Trump wasn't bombing all these countries or that there weren't more bombs dropped, but the peace deals brokered with Israel and some of the other nations and the, uh, I mean, actually doing a deal with the Taliban to withdraw the troops by May 1st. I mean, those things are pretty big in my opinion. But Biden has been hinting for weeks that he was going to let the deadline lapse. And as the days went by, it became clear that an orderly withdrawal of the remaining 2,500 troops and probably 120,000 contractors (laughs) (laughs) would be difficult and was unlikely, a senior administration official said. The president decided that the deadline for the withdrawal of U.S. forces had to be absolute, unlike the Constitution, (laughs) (laughs) rather than provisional on conditions inside Afghanistan as the deadline neared. The senior administration official said, quote, we're committing today to going to zero U.S. forces by September 11th and possibly well before the official said, adding that Biden concluded that a conditioned withdrawal would be a recipe for staying in Afghanistan forever. So I'll take that. I I like I like it. I'll take that. That's a good thing. That's a great thing. And I mean, whether or not this was his idea or he was able to think it through doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, this, honestly, I, I would say it stems from Trump reaching a deal that said that we were going to remove our troops by May 1st. So then mm. Biden gets in. What's he going to do? And say, oh, no, we're going to stay in Afghanistan. For, for, like, there's pressure on him to remove the troops. Yeah. And obviously, he's not going to hit May 1st. But I do like the point that they said, uh, I believe maybe the May 1st deadline was conditional on the conditions. Conditional on the conditions, mm-hmm. which is the thing, the way that most things are conditional. Um, is on conditions Mm -hmm. and if things got bad in afghanistan they can say oh no we need to leave some people in there because things are getting bad so this one is allegedly absolute there will be no more u.s troops in afghanistan by the 20th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks 20 years 20 years i still remember where i was when it happened Mm. remember it plain as day I think that that's a good thing. And when people do things that you agree with and that are that are in the direction of liberty and freedom and justice for all, then we should say, hey, good job. Good job, Biden. Um, good job. Alejandro Fern said, amen and a woman. <laughs> amen mm-hmm. and a woman. All right. I don't know why, but I got Team America stuck in my head for some reason. <laughs> We should watch Team what America would you now. Do you do? So if you were asked to give up your life for freedom. Um, thank you so much to everyone who has been listening today. Charles is going to be gone for at least a couple days to get his awful tooth removed from his mouth. Mm-hmm. The smells awful and the dogs are always bothering with it Mm -hmm. so we're gonna get that thing taken out of his mouth a couple of them taken out of his mouth and he'll be back ready to go at it 
Dear better, lady God. Better than ever before. I guess that means I might be interviewing Brad Palumbo by myself on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably. Which, which is fine. And that'll be good. And it'll just kind of be just me and me and Brad. Brad and I doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyhow, if you haven't told a friend, if you haven't told a family member, I highly suggest, research suggests that nine out of 10 people who tell their family members about this podcast feel better about themselves and about their lives and the things that they're doing to further the cause of liberty for this great nation. Now, that is that is research. That's the science. And the science, from what I can tell, is entirely settled on that. And also, also, we need you to go to that YouTube channel, hit the subscribe button because we put out a lot of videos, a lot of clips from the podcast. Go on there. If you're not a member of the Patreon group, you don't get to see it live and interact with us live, but you do get to go on YouTube and watch the episode later, or at least the majority of the episodes so you can see our beautiful faces. So go to that YouTube. So if you subscribe on YouTube, you leave a rating and review, you tell a friend and you tell an enemy, then we'll be right back here again someday because I don't know when Charlie's going to be back. Until that day, you guys have a good day and you have yourselves a good morning liberty. <laughs>